Hello, my friends. Welcome back. We are finishing our series on the heart of Jesus. And we've been talking about uh, different elements over the last few weeks, which we'll review in our message today. And today we have our last part, part number five, which is the heart of ministry. We're going to talk about uh, how these different elements come together so that we have something practical to show the world. I pray that you are all well. Beautiful day, beautiful weekend. Let's begin. So this is our fifth sermon in the series that looks at the heart of Jesus. So we've talked about having the heart of a servant. That's how we started. The heart of worship, the heart of generosity, and the heart of freedom from sin, which we talked about last week. And today we'll talk about what all of those become and how they look in a world that is still darkened by sin. Now, when Christians take their calling from God seriously, and that's what we're all supposed to do every single day, they become spiritual warriors. Are you a spiritual warrior? I pray you will be after this message today. Now, I've been asked in the past what that means, a warrior of what? It's more than just representing that which is good in a darkened world by our attitude or by our words. We are called to be ambassadors, That's what Paul said, we're ambassadors representing heaven here on this earth. So as ambassadors, and now today as spiritual warriors, we're called to fight against Satan's influence that continues to blind the spiritual eyes of those who don't know Jesus. Outside of God's love and grace lies really a wasteland of oppression and hurt, a pain and a wanting that only he can satisfy. And God doesn't need us to accomplish his goals. We've talked about that before. He chooses us to partner with him. This is a great honor that we've been given. So as his spiritual warriors, we're called to take the message of life and hope and peace to the community outside of the church, to our social circles and beyond. We're called to become ministers of the gospel and the peace and hope that it represents to an oppressed and lost world. If you are listening to this and you're in Christ, Paul's expression of being in Christ, being a saved, called, equipped, separated child of God, you are a minister of the gospel. Well, my first point for you today is what is public ministry? So today we talk about the public ministry of the church. Now, Scripture is very clear about God's expectations that our faith not be hidden under a bushel so as to hide its true light. This is what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 15. The true nature of God's ministry is to restore something back to its original purpose in nature. Humankind was not created in sin, and it needed to be restored to its original purpose, which is to serve and praise God, to its original nature, which is cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. Our public ministry today has at its heart the desire for biblical justice. And when we talk about public ministry, you'll see now that we're talking also about biblical justice. This is justice for all those who are oppressed, who are discriminated against, who are unloved, and to use a biblical term, who are downtrodden, which means to be stepped on or trampled. To desire biblical justice in this world means our need to show our faith and actions and provide remedies for those who are in need. Now, John said something important about meeting the needs of others. Having 
the resources but not offering it. In 1 John chapter 3, in verse 17, he said, If we're rich and see others in need, yet close our hearts against them, how can we claim that we love God? There is a direct relationship between our proclaiming that we believe in God and our showing it. It's God's intention that we keep our faith not private, but very public. And I've had the conversations with people in the past who said, well, I have faith, but it's private. And it's really a contradiction in terms. Uh, Many come from backgrounds that promote private faith, but it goes against what John was talking about. Private faith oftentimes does not show itself in action. And so how does it witness a love for God to those in need? Biblical justice, which is what really we're talking about today, like any other form of justice, seeks to undo the wrongs in our society. And in our context today, apply God's justice. The word justice in the Hebrew means to put something right. The heart of the one exercising this justice is filled with righteousness. Not our righteousness, but that which comes from Christ. And this adds a dimension of godliness. Here we see that God's justice seeks to right wrongs with the utmost righteousness and purity of motive, purity of objectivity and equality. Well, my second point for you today is how to accomplish biblical justice. See, God has given us the means and the ways to exercise biblical justice. And there's a principle assigned to this that can help us. It's the principle of economics of equality. To each one, God has given the ability to bless another with something we have or something we know. And God never intended for poverty or oppression to be part of this world. That's part of the sin nature that this world has. If you go back to Deuteronomy 15, way back at the beginning of the Bible in verse 4, we see that God instituted a policy of equal distribution of possessions and resources for his chosen people, the Israelites. Each member of the community was to support anyone who had a need so they could live a reasonable life. Now, back around that same point in the Bible in Leviticus, and this is where all the laws are, the law of Moses, Leviticus 25, 35 It says, if any Israelites living near you become poor and cannot support themselves, you must provide for them as you would for a hired worker so they can continue to live near you. Now, to accomplish this mission, we have additional instruction from John in 1 John chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. John teaches us that public ministry involves seeing a need. So, so. It's being out there looking around us, seeing what needs exist. It's being aware. It's looking at people. It's looking at situations and determining if there is something that we can do to help that person. And so it's trying to meet that need to the ability that we're able. So what happened to this idea of sharing equally among all people? We don't have that in our government today. We don't have that in our society today. The events in Genesis chapter 3 and the sin that entered our race have far-reaching consequences. Because of that sin, oppression, greed, and selfishness are now part of our everyday experiences. In order for equality to happen, that which we're talking about today, 
According to God's plan, there must first be obedience regarding the stewardship of his blessings. And this means that we, as God's children, believe and acknowledge that everything we have comes from God and belongs to him. Now, a lot of people are okay saying that, you know, whatever I have comes from God. But people get a little tongue-tied when it comes to acknowledging that those things belong to God. Our money, our homes, our cars, our possessions... These are all gifts from God that we can use to bless those in need around us. And this was Jesus' message in Luke chapter 12 and verse 33. He said, sell all your belongings and give the money to the poor. He said this to a wealthy man. Now, last week we talked about the heart of generosity and its free giving of our blessings to the church and to the community. And this is one example of being honorable stewards with God's material blessings that he gives us. And stewardship goes beyond just giving our monetary resources. We are to have a sincere heart's concern for those who are in need, for which God blesses us. And we remember that whenever we give of ourselves to someone in need, it's like giving that blessing directly to God. This is Matthew 25 and verse 40. And God also stated that he would protect our needs by giving us what we need as we see to it that others get what they need. And so we look out for the interest of others and God always has our back and provides us those things that we need. Well, let's conclude. The public ministry of the church involves ambassadors of heaven. We are called by Paul ambassadors who have hearts for the poor and a godly view of possessions. Now, putting those attributes together creates a spiritual powerhouse for God here on earth. When we're involved with ministry, today's topic, we show our love for Jesus. And so his desires become our desires. His heart becomes our heart. And his ministry sought the goodness of heaven. And we are called to also seek God's goodness for his people. So what is our foundation in this life? How do we know that we're living lives that honor God's call in our lives? In Psalm 89 and verse 14, the foundation of the kingdom of God is identified. This is Psalm 89, verse 14. Your kingdom is founded on righteousness and justice. Love and faithfulness are shown in all you do. Here is our foundation done by the power of God for the glory of God and for the benefit of his people. So this is what the public ministry looks like in the church and in the life of believers with biblical justice and a desire to meet the needs of others as our actions. Well, how are you doing today? Are your needs being met? If they're not being met, please reach out to us. And we'll do what we can to help meet those needs. Do you feel loved today? Do you know that God loves you tremendously? If you're not feeling that love today, you need to reach out to us so that we can remind you and provide you with God's love to the best of our ability. I hope that you're staying safe and making those right decisions as this virus continues to plague our nation. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day. And we thank you, Lord, for your message. We thank you, Lord, for the love that you have and for giving us those things that we need to be victorious in this life in Christ.
to have a joyful, peaceful life and a heart's desire to help meet the needs of those around us. It is a very godly thing to do because it's exactly what you do for us every single day. Help us to take this mission of love and concern and help us to show it to others who have those needs, Lord. And we know that the blessings and the resources come from you. It's part of our ministry, Lord, and we just ask that you help us partner with us with your Holy Spirit, Lord, so that we can do a good job loving others as you love them and through the love that you give to us as that love flows outside of us to others. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus. All right, my friends, we're going to be coming together soon, we pray. Until that time, reach out if you need us. Let us know how things are going. I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.